What's up, fam? Soul Jam here, welcoming y'all back to another hot off the press banger from the Fortifying Kings. Y'all know how we do here on this podcast, building up brothers and giving them defensive strategies to help protect them and their families from the wiles of the devil. I got some real good for y'all this week. It's going to refresh y'all like some fresh sweet tea on a hot afternoon. So let's get it. Tighten your bootstraps, buckle your seatbelt, grab your Bible, and let me learn you a little bit. Let's get it. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for this time that you allowed us to come together, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this word that you have given unto us, Lord, that you've given to me to give to your people, God. Lord, we thank you that you've placed it on my heart for me and also for a lot of others, Father. Lord, I thank you to speak through me and decrease me so, Lord, you might be increased, God. Thank you that the words in my mouth be acceptable unto you, Lord. Thank you, God, for prosperity, blessings, and open hearts and open minds. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Once again, y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Fortifying Kings. Once again, it's me, Soul Jam here. And man, I got something real deep for y'all today. <laughs> it's it's uh, something that we all go through daily, you know. So this one we will talk about, uh, it's called Fires and Desires, or Temptations and Desires, man. So getting down to some real nitty gritty stuff, you know, and sharing what I've learned, what I'm still learning about this very important, pertinent topic of temptations and our desires and how they can hinder us and literally derail us or pull us away from the plans and purposes that God has for our lives. And we'll be talking a little bit more about that later on, but it's, it's a basis. This is a basis episode to start us off to move forward in these, in these different things. So let's get real here, men, men. And yes, this episode is directed towards men and the things that men already understand and the things that, you know, we still have to understand, the things that we're still working on, the things that we're still battling with. So if there are any ladies listening to this or hearing this right now, y'all might not understand where I'm coming from with this. But that man in your life will. I guarantee you he will understand if they're old enough, if that man in your life, maybe your son, your brother, your husband, boyfriend, whatever it is, if they're old enough to comprehend these concepts, I guarantee you they understand what I'm about to say here. So, ladies, do me a favor. All right, please pause this. Go get them. Go get that man and peacefully encourage them to listen to this in their personal alone devotion time. And then, ladies, go check out. Edifying Queens, which are, you know, there are counterparts in this mission to equip men and women and encourage them in the Lord. Yeah, go go check out our, our other halves because they have some absolutely outstanding content that will bless your soul, ladies. Once again, this one right here is for the men. So let's start with the topic of desires. So the definition of desires or a desire, it's a strong feeling that impels to the attainment or possession of something, that something can either be in your reality or in your imagination. And it uh, impels you to attain that because you think it's in within your reach, whether it be in reality in your reach or in your, in your imagination within reach. You know, it's a craving that implies a, a deep and imperative wish for something based on a sense of need or hunger or a hunger for it. 
and desire is also a longing or intense wish. Listen to this right here. Generally repeated or enduring for something that is at the moment beyond reach, but may be attainable at some future time. I'm going to read that part one more time. And it says desire is a longing or intense wish. Put this in your head as generally repeated or enduring. It's repeated or enduring. That means it doesn't go away. The intense wish for something that is at the moment beyond reach, but may be attainable at some future time. Man, that's crazy. Because, you know, as we're going to be hearing here a little bit, how generally repeated and enduring thing, that desire, which is always in the back of our minds, you know. So in the Bible, there's over 105 verses in the Bible about desire and how, and how our desires should be. Over, over 105 verses. See, our desires fuel our actions. This ability was given to us by God to pull him, excuse me, to pull us towards him and himself and his ways always. That's why the Bible says, you know, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. You know, draw near to God or seek first the kingdom of heaven. And all it seems to happen, seek first the Lord, you know, striving and pressing towards the mark. It's the desire by God that he gives us to seek him. But the thing is, because of sin, our carnal flesh and its desires also pull us towards something else other than God. See, this is this is one aspect of how the enemy exploits us and to exploits us to draw us away from God and draw us away from what the Lord has for us and away from on the path that we were already on with the Lord. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that in a, in a second here, but just want you to understand that. This des- the desire, the, the concept of desire was given by God for us to desire him. And through sin, our desires have been flipped, turned upside down and misconstrued to everything else to where God would be on the back burner. And, you know, in, in Romans chapter eight or seven and eight, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So once again, they're saying because the carnal mind is in eternal conflict against God, because the flesh is an enemy of God, it's not subject to the laws of God, nor can it ever be because the flesh is not going to be subject to God. Our flesh, our fleshly desires are not going to be subject to God. So then. Those who are working according to that flesh or those who are living according to those desires or living according to that carnal mindset, you cannot ever please God. Because to please God, you have to crucify your flesh. You know, while she's about that and and uh, crucifying yourself daily and letting that go, you know, let's go to go with me, please, to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, we're going to start at verse 1. We should read the first verse. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin, excuse me, and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Once again, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. That means lay aside 
every weight that'll be that'll be uh hindering you from running your race of endurance and lay aside the sin which so easily ensnares us or that so easily traps us or that so easy causes us to step off the track and to go sideways lay that aside and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us all right check it here man we're gonna hit the pause button for just a second now that we kind of understand the background of desires take a second think about that desire or that snare that sin whatever it is think about that desire that easily besets you that easily ensnares you that thing that hits you like a ton of bricks hits you like a truck every single time and you know it think about it for a second Ephesians 5 3 says have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather expose them so on the count of three whatever you just thought about that thing that popped in your head even when I started thinking about temptation desire when I first said it you already knew what was going on so on the count of three we're going to say that thing out loud and expose it so it can't stay in the dark and it can't tear us up by ourselves ready on the count of three Say that thing out loud, man. One, two, three. Cool. Just by saying that, that starts the process of getting the weight off and to to voice it, to voice that I have this problem. I'm dealing with this. This thing easily besets me, whatever it is, you know, just to say it can start you because sin, like I said, sin likes to stay in the dark. And if sin stays in the dark, all it can do is is kill you by yourself. But if we're not alone in this thing, then how can we fall alone unless we want to, unless we go to some other things? But see, I'm, I'm not exempt myself, so I'm, I'm going to hit you with the one, two, three myself. So one, two, three, the thing that easily besets me is women, <laughs> women, women, you know, and the thing is, I'm sure the majority of y'all said the same thing or something similar to what I just said. Or whatever it is, you know, this this can apply to whatever you said. But for this one, women. And if you know, you know. So let me tell you, first off, you are not alone. It's the reason why the thing is called every man's battle. And if this is your battle, it's first off, it's a tough one in general, you know. But then society today and the world totally puts us in a place where we have no hope of victory, not even a smidge of victory without Christ. There's no way we can win in this world without Christ. You know, this God-given attraction that a man has to a woman has been totally flipped and exploited disgustingly by the enemy to cause men to fail and succumb and to stay out of the place where God has for them to be. And it's, it's so... It's so saddening, and it's just how the world is now. It's totally turned the whole opposite direction to what the Bible says about justice, to what the Bible says about rightness, to what the Bible says about morality. It's totally construed. Right is now wrong, and wrong is now right. And that that sucks. <laughs> you know, the Bible speaks about, you know, fleeing from youthful lust or fleeing from youthful passion. You know, in the early stages, yeah, you, you can flee. And we all know what the early stages are. But when that thing evolves and matures... Brother, let me tell you, it's 6'2", 225, runs a four flat. It's getting drafted at the combine. You cannot run from that. 
You cannot out you cannot outrun that. You have to fight that with the word. Remember that. Remember that. You have to fight it with the word. It's stronger than we could ever hope to be. And we can't be successful in this fight alone. But remember, how do we fight? The Bible says we fight the good fight of faith. You know, even Proverbs 18.10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. See, I never really understood that. And now I finally understand it when it says flee or run from it. You can't play tag with this thing, man. (laughs) When you play tag, it's going to catch you. You cannot play tag with it. But you got to run to home base. You can make it to home base. Run to the cross. You have to run to the cross, to Christ in these situations, circumstances. When that thing starts chasing you, bro, and you know when it's chasing you, you know when it's chasing you, you have to run to the cross. Run to God. Because the righteous run there, and he says, I already called you righteous. The righteous run to it and are safe. Safe. You can't get tagged. You good. Now, if you choose to leave that, then you out there again <laughs> with the liability to get try to get tagged. So that's why daily renewed our minds, daily, you know, daily going towards the cross so we don't get jammed up. So now that we understand the desire or the thing that will send us over the edge with the quickness, let's talk about the temptation part of it. So temptation in a biblical sense is just a situation in which one experiences a challenge to choose between fidelity and infidelity to our obligation towards God. And the secondary is the movement to sin. So, again, that's temptation is just a choice. You're presented with two options, either what God's word says, what God says, which you already know, or what your flesh knows and what your flesh wants. And that's why you can be tempted without sin. The temptation is just a choice set literally right before you. It's set in front of you. Now, if you act on that temptation, that's the secondary movement into sin. So let's go to let's go to excuse me. Let's go to James chapter one, verse 12. James chapter one, verse 12. We're going to go from verse 12 to 15. So it says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. It says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. Don't say that. <laughs> For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. <sighs> Listen to this right here. But, ev- but each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. By his own desires. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, when it's doing that, when it's that 225, brings forth death. That's that's so important because, you know, we hear about, uh, excuse me, God's testimony or whatever. God doesn't tempt it. God doesn't tempt us. The word test, you know, think about like Abraham when he was tempted. I mean, excuse me, when he was tested of the Lord. The word test comes from an old archaic word, or archaic meaning word that's not really used in modern day English, for a profession that was similar to a jeweler who would go to people's houses and test their gold to see the value of their gold. So in that in that aspect, Abraham's faith was tested. He was not being tempted. His faith was tested to see the validity and to see the weight of his faith, to see if his faith was true, to see if his faith was fool's faith. And you know, fool's gold. 
or to see if that faith was real. So when it comes to testing, that's the difference. Job wasn't tempted. (laughs) Job was tested in the ultimate test of his faith. Now, the temptation came in there from the enemy to blaspheme God, to turn his like his wife said, you know, curse God and die. The temptation, but the test was for Job's faith. So remember that. And then think about it this way. Going back to our desires and the temptation of our own desires or being drawn away from our by our own desires. The thing that easily besets you, that desire, whatever it is, whatever you just said, whatever you just said out loud. And if you didn't say it out loud, go back and say it out loud, gentlemen. I'm going to give you a second if you didn't. All right, cool. You ain't going to get away. See, that thing that easily besets us is like lighter fluid. You know, that we are fully soaked in constantly. <laughs> we are fully soaked in this lighter fluid constantly. And temptation is the match that's being brought to you that will light your fire. Light your fire. And the enemy knows what your fire is. It'll be brought to you. Again, you don't have to go seek temptation. It's brought right to your front door. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But you also hear people talk about burning passion or burning desire thing is it burns when temptation is put to it it burns and it starts to burn and you feel it when that temptation is put to it see like i said before it's already tough as it is here in the society but it's literally a bunch of open flames that will ignite us in whatever area and especially in this one it'll ignite us in an instant if we are not careful of it See, it's not it's not even little matches anymore. Like, you know, like back in the day, you have things like peep shows or little things, little things that like it's a little match. But it's not out here in the open. Nah, bro, it's straight bonfires everywhere today. You look from every TV show to every movie to every commercial, definitely all over social media and assuredly in all this music in mainstream media is a whole fire. That pretty much, man, I got to pretty much stay away from that. Certain things, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'm going to leave that alone because I ain't trying to get caught on fire. Speaking of music, you know, I was in the, I was, I was in the lab in the, in, the, in the studio with my boy, Seven. She's a number seven, my, but uh, with the professor. And we were, uh, you know, shedding, playing, playing some instruments, you know, putting some stuff down and recording all that. And we started playing along to some other songs we hear it on the radio or in the shuffle, you know, and it was a song that very accurately describes the situation. I had to go back and look it all up. It's called, <laughs> the song is called Burning Up, by the way. And it was by the, the Jonas Brothers. The thing is, I didn't know the Jonas Brothers, their their father was a pastor. They grew up in the church. So they already know about this kind of stuff. But I'm, I'm going to read you the lyrics to the song. It's crazy. It says, I'm slipping into the lava and I'm trying to keep from going under. Baby, who turned the temperature hotter? Because I'm burning up for you. Then you go and say, I fell so fast. I can't hold myself back. (laughs) Key on this. High heels. Remember that one. Red dress. Remember that two. All by yourself. Remember that three. Those three things. High heels. Red dress. All by yourself. And you go and say, I got to catch my breath. Man, if that's not 100% true. I don't know what it is. And if, <laughs> if y'all want to get even more real with it, listen to that verse again. It says, I fell so fast, can't hold myself back. High heels, 
red dress, all by yourself. Gotta catch my breath. Man, gotta catch my breath. We all have lighter fluid of our desires. We all have a lighter fluid. Man, but then there's one thing. There's a specific thing. There's a piece of C4 or dynamite that is strapped to you. And, man, if that thing gets hit, if your C4, if your dynamite gets hit, bro, you definitely got to take a breath. I mean, a breath, Lord, man. Come on, Jan. Take a breath. <laughs> you definitely got to take a breath. You definitely got to catch your breath. But see, if that C4 gets hit, you are going to be completely and spontaneously engulfed in flames, like 0 to 100 real quick. And the thing is, the devil knows what your C4 is. You know what it is. And based off the words that you speak, and then the Bible says, be careful of every idle word you speak. So the devil knows what your C4 is. He knows that thing that you like. He, he knows exactly what it is. It's going to push you right over the edge. He knows exactly what it is. So check this. Man, <clears throat> excuse me, I was in a situation where... My marriage, there was things lacking in my marriage, not just, you know, physical things, physical needs, but emotional needs were lacking, you know, things that would make me and my spouse to be closer friends that was lacking. Small issues over time was a issue, was a problem. And those issues turned into bigger issues. And it was so much stuff going on because uh, my wife and I weren't operating how we should under under the protection of the Lord and under the direction of God. We weren't doing we, we weren't doing what we were supposed to do. We wanted to do anything and everything we wanted to do, you know. So all that stuff that was happening, I'm gonna wrap. I'm gonna wrap that up. We're gonna wrap it up and call it chicken, right? So I had a lack of chicken in my relationship, and chicken is something that I need. And man, we need chicken. You know, you know that. So I'm here struggling, going through things, just so getting attacked from all sides. And then next thing you know, I start thinking these thoughts. These thoughts start coming to mind, like. You deserve chicken. Why shouldn't you have chicken? So DoorDash, or like the enemy, is like, you deserve chicken. Why shouldn't you have this chicken? You know, if your spouse ain't going to give you the chicken. But, man, I got you. I'm going to deliver you some chicken right to your door. And, man, when I tell you that chicken was delivered with a receipt that said for Soul Jam on a right to my door, delivered to me on a yellow plate. And the enemy knows my dynamite is yellow plates. If you catch what I'm putting down, catch it. If not, let it go over your head. High heels, red dress, yellow plate. Man. So now I have chicken or the desire on a yellow plate literally set right in front of me, begging for me to eat it, (laughs) begging for me. To go along with that, just, you know, just as the Bible says in Proverbs chapter seven, the latter part in in uh, verses 21 through 27. I'm going to read that for a second. It says, with persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. We all we all know. We all know that all at once he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces its liver, like a bird darting into a snare. Little knowing it will cost him his life. Now then, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims she has brought down, man. Many are the victims she's brought down. 
her slain or a mighty throng. Or she has a lot of mighty people or a lot of people that she's brought down. Her house is a highway to the grave leading down to the chambers of death. Man, man, man. I'm telling y'all, this is tough. See, I encourage everyone to read that chapter on wisdom in this aspect. Proverbs 7. Go back and read that, man. Men, we have to watch out for that Proverbs 7 woman. You know, we always talk about, about, you know, we have cliches like a Proverbs 31 woman. Man, Proverbs 7 woman. You got to really watch out for that wench too because she out there. Women, if you still listen to this, I know some of y'all didn't leave. If you still listen to this, if you're that Proverbs 7 woman, if you are that woman, I'm, uh, I'm going to have my wife pray for you because I ain't going to pray for you because I ain't trying to get jammed up because I ain't trying to get snared in that, in that trap. So because y'all be talking smooth. Y'all be talking smooth. Y'all, y'all know what y'all be doing. We know what y'all be doing, too. And then we just lay like 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 uh, bulls to the slaughter. But I ain't, I ain't trying to go to that. I ain't, I ain't trying to go there. You know, I was listening to <laughs> Pastor Teray Roberts, and he said one thing you have to realize that temptation is a form of spiritual attack. And we just talked about in a couple episodes before spiritual discernment. And, you know, Seven talked about spiritual understanding and things like that. And there are rarely coincidences with this stuff. It's rarely a coincidence that the thing that I said I was lacking, the thing that I spoke out loud that I was lacking, came to me in the exact form that I like it. Came to me in the exact thing that tickles the back of my ears. Came to me in the exact way that I'm like, oh man, that's that fits the bill. Cause we all got that thing. We all got that person. I ain't gonna, don't say it out loud, but you know, just say a celebrity. You know, you know that person that's like, yeah, that's that fits the bill. Tell me, why, why is something that fits the bill coming right to my door? That ain't God. That's not God saying, oh well, you you know, I guess you're gonna have to get another one. No, that's not what that is. That's straight temptation of the enemy. And then he asked Pastor Pastor Roberts asked the question. He said, where were you when you were tempted so strongly? Not a, not a physical location. Where were you spiritually? Because it's like, like I said back in James, drawn away by your own desires and enticed, drawn away, drawn away by your desires. Where or what were you being drawn away from? See, temptation presents itself in hopes that you will follow it away. From where God has for you, from where God has for you to be, from where God is calling you to be. You know, think, think about, think about uh, when Jesus was tempted, the enemy brought it to his door. The enemy went straight to Jesus with the temptation. And the same thing with Eve in the garden. The temptation was placed in front of her. The temptation was right in her face. What she desired was right there in her face. And that's where the... Uh, that's where the the the, the change the excuse me, not the change. That's where the the challenge was, and that's where the choice was, to either fidelity towards God or infidelity with the things of God and what God's already said. And then the second part of that being drawn towards sin. After you would choose the infidelity towards God, that's the thing. So and with that with that chicken that I was just talking about, I was being drawn away from y'all from starting this podcast from starting this this ministry that we have here. See, the Lord dropped the words fortifying kings in my mind months and months and months ago, you know, and I started doing things in the background. And then when I finally brought it forward to the other kings and to the queens and started talking to them about it and started putting plans together, man, this is when I got hit from all sides, all this stuff. So when this crap hit the fan and believe me, this crap hit the fan, it sure did. 
everything got put on hold to clean off the walls, to clean everything up. And then I had to battle with the thought of, am I even worthy to do this ministry? Am I even worthy to tell people about this? Am I even worthy to, to encourage other guys? You know, but then that's, that's how the enemy does business. You know, he'll be, you'll be tempted by evil. Then he'll bring the spirit of condemnation to beat you down if you fall, you know, but thank God for his grace and mercy that he didn't let that yellow plate of chicken lead me to the, to that bed of death. You know, thank the Lord that he didn't let, that it didn't go like that, you know, and I thank him that we're better, all of us here, better because of it now. Now my discernment is heightened. My wisdom from God is more sharply developed. My relationships on a firmer foundation than it's ever been. So again, what the devil meant for evil, God turned it for good in all of our lives, you know. But that's not to say that I still don't have lighter fluid and that dynamite that's right there, you know. But now it's just running to the cross. But the temptation, the temptation, the choice, whether you sit in it knowing you're going to fail or you run to the cross knowing you're going to get out of it. That's the thing. That's the battle of the flesh. Either knowing you're going to fail or knowing you're going to get out. And that's where it comes to what do you want to do? Do you want to get out? Because the Bible says there's no temptation or that there's no a way out that's not provided. You either know you're going to get out by faith or you know you're going to fall. And that's where it is. Do you want to fail or do you want to get out? So let's go back to the temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter four. We talked about a little earlier. So let's go to Matthew chapter four. I'm going to read verses one through 11. So Matthew chapter four, verse one says, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by who? By the devil. It doesn't say tempted by God, tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered to him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Next, then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written. He shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. And then once again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said, away with you, Satan, or back up, Terry, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left and behold, angels came and ministered or encouraged Jesus. Man, that is our example when the flame starts or when our C4 gets detonated. Jesus is our example there. And, and one thing, you know, the Bible always talks about he was tempted without sin, tempted without sin. You can take that literally. He was tempted and he did not sin, which is exactly what was here. He was tempted and did not sin. And then also think about this way. He was tempted without sin. So when I think sin, he was tempted or you say sin, change that to desire. He was tempted without C4 or without the lighter fluid. That's why the enemy just threw, went straight in his bag and just threw everything he had at Jesus because he didn't have one specific thing <laughs> to get Jesus with. He didn't have it. Because he wasn't born into sin. He wasn't a man of sin. So therefore, he threw just everything. Hopefully, blanket, I can catch him with one of these. You know, just trying to throw a net just to catch him. And it didn't, it didn't work. You know? 
And that's why another thing, the thing about Jesus, the son of God, how did he fight the enemy? It is written. It is written. It is written. He always used the word to combat the enemy. Always use the word. Always use what is written in scripture. Always use the word of God. And that's the same thing we have to do. It is written. It is written. It is written. Again, you can't fight it with your own reasoning. You know, in Proverbs, we talked about um, in the recap, Proverbs says, lean not on your own understanding. And lean means to support yourself. And this is all from the Hebrew where we talked about that, going through a strongs and getting actually word definitions of the original Greek, original Hebrew words. That word lean means to support yourself. And that word understanding means way of thinking. So, it's, again, it says don't support yourself on your own way of thinking. Don't support yourself on your own way of thinking. You can get out of it. Don't support yourself on thinking this on your own way of thinking that you can. It'll be all right. And don't don't support yourself like that. So Christ is our example for this. You know, Hebrews four fifteen says, for we don't have for we do not have a high priest who could not sympathize with our weaknesses. But was in all points tempted as we were yet without sin. We just talked about that. Y'all, he was tempted without sin. And y'all, we, we know men, we know we know, we know, we know when we feel ourselves start to slip, whatever it is, you know it when you start to slip, you know, the feeling of that thing creeping up behind you and putting its claws on your shoulders and just sitting there and putting it, putting his hands on you, almost like a hood being pulled over your head. And you know that if you don't run to the cross or to people that will lead us to the cross, as the word speaks of, you know, in James chapter five, verse 15, go back and read that in your time. James chapter five, 15 talks about that. You know, if we don't turn to our example, that thing will tighten its grip on us until we do succumb and get pulled away from where the Lord has us. But thank the Lord that he is faithful. He is just to forgive us, to cleanse us, to wash us, wash us with his blood, to take away the desires. You know, that's why we have to have a renewed mind. Thank you, Lord, for my desires being changed towards you, you know, and thank you, God, for his hope. You know, it was funny. And I'm, I'm going to leave y'all with this. The other day, the same same yellow plate. Of course, it's a, it's a yellow plate. Y'all know my thing with yellow plates. So I'm here. I'm thinking and I'm like, Lord, thank you for getting me out. Lord, help me keep my mind stayed on you. So I'm in the car before I'm going into work, encouraging myself, you know, and I get out the car, fired up for the Lord. Get out the car. I'm good. So, man, I walk into work. Right. And then I was like, dang, I forgot some in the car. Bro, as soon as I turn back, I open the door. Guess guess what I almost ran into? Another yellow plate. <laughs> that was talking about, oh, hey, Jam, I ain't seen you in a long time. I'm just like, oh, Lord, here we go again. How did, why is it that you're coming to work here? Why, 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 why did you happen to come in right now? Why, why are you here right now? See what I'm, you see what I'm saying? And I just, but I just started laughing. I was like, <laughs> Satan, you, you, you tried it. You ain't, ain't going to get me this time, though. You know? <laughs> So, but I had to get, still run up out of there because you know I ain't trying to get jammed up <laughs> by that yellow plate. <laughs> but let's let's uh, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, God, for the desire for you, Father. Lord, we thank you for that we can always run to you, as your word says. Your the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run to it and are saved. God and are set free and are and are are sheltered. And Lord, we thank you for us staying under the protection, God. In Psalms 91, he that dwelled in, under the shadow of the Almighty shall abide, God. Lord, we thank you that for 
We stand in your will, in your word, in your way, Father. Lord, help us as we go through this day and as we go through this week, God, that we understand that we are fleshly creatures, man. We are creatures of sin, but through you, we don't have to live that way, God. And Lord, we thank you that you always give us a way out. You always bring us through. So we actually, as we go through this world and go through this work week and go through everything we have with this lighter fluid that's covering us and with that dynamite that's strapped right to our chest, right to the core of our flesh. Father, we thank you that your word, being saturated with your words, changes the makeup of that dynamite so it won't explode. Changes the makeup, Lord, so that we stay in you. Father, we thank you and praise you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Once again, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Once again, this has been Soul Jam. I hope this was I hope this reached somebody. I hope this blessed somebody because man, it was a it was a task trying to trying to just put this together because I'm battling thinking about yellow plates while I'm trying to put this together, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like, man, thank God for his mercy and his grace. But y'all keep it easy. We're gonna see y'all next time. Y'all stay blessed. We'll catch you on another episode of Fortifying Kings.